Welcome to the Expat Birth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to empowering expat families as they navigate pregnancy, birth, and postpartum abroad by sharing resources and stories. Are you ready? Let's get started. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and to serve families as a platform for sharing stories. Any information shared by the main host or special guests is not intended as medical advice. It is vital that you consult with a medical provider before making any medical decisions. Hello, and welcome to the Expat Birth Podcast, episode number two. I am Chandler Gilo, your host. Today is just going to be a mini episode explaining about what the Global Birth Coach is. Next month, we will start our monthly episodes of birth stories, and we have some exciting ones coming your way. But the reason I wanted to interject this mini episode is because some of the women who will be sharing their stories have used some of my services, and as they reference them, I just wanted to give you guys a framework. And it's also just a part of the story of the Expat Birth Podcast because it came out of the work um, that started with the Global Birth Coach. About a year ago, a young lady that I knew from training messaged me on Facebook saying that she knew about my lactation background and there was a friend of hers who had just given birth in Thailand and needed to verify if the information she was receiving was evidence-based. So I hopped on Facebook and connected with this mom and it just kind of brought flashbacks um, to me of our birth and postpartum experience and just kind of the unknowns of expat birth and those cross-cultural things that you have to think about is what she's saying is what a provider saying to me is that through a cultural lens or is that evidence-based turned out that everything she was being told was actually really good information but it's always nice to have someone who can verify that for you especially if it's not an area that you specialize in after I ended this conversation with this mom, I really just, my heart was stirred just thinking through our experience abroad and knowing that I had wanted so much more support that I couldn't find. So what I did was I reached out to a handful of other expat moms that I had known through, my, through our training or through our organization that we had been with and I asked them, hey guys, like this was my experience. Did you guys have similar pregnancy experiences or experience similar needs or lack of support? And I got a resounding yes, that there was a hole in support for expat families who were giving birth. And that from those conversations moved into the formation of the Global Birth Coach. The progress has been very quick over the past year, but it's also been very organic and it's been cool just to see how one project has led into another and how one family has kind of spurred um, a new project along. 
it started just around me thinking what the holes that I saw and I came what it boiled down to in my opinion was that expat families needed to be empowered and I saw that empowerment coming through a community of support good education that they could access and resources that they need to make decisions. So community, education, and resources. From that conclusion, I the first thing I started was a virtual village Facebook group. And it is a slowly growing but really great group. And my goal in that group was to create a space where people could come in and ask questions. They could get encouragement from each other as they just navigate expat birth, but also for, I wanted it to be a hub for resources. So any resources that I find, whether that's counselors who will meet with you virtually, who um, specialize in working with expats, or Facebook groups around the world that might be helpful um, for your specific country. I have an ongoing list that's constantly being built on um, for country and city specific hospitals, doctors, pediatricians that have experience working with expats and um, maybe just give really great care. Things to look out for, um, things maybe that people would not recommend. I just wanted it to be a kind of a one-stop shop for resources for families. So that the virtual village was kind of the start. And after the virtual village was kind of launched and started, I moved on to the expat birth class, which is a totally online virtual birth class that contains all that you would typically find in a birth education class. But I've also included topics that expats need to consider, such as navigating culture, um, working on communication between you and your doctor, you and your birth team. Also, just general communication tools for you and your spouse, because I wanted it to embody education, but also just general things to help you thrive in pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. So whether that's how to set really good expectations that are healthy or how to set a plan or get on the same page with your spouse about your desires for your birth, I've tried to make it kind of an all-inclusive class. And that class also includes a 30-minute session, video session with me, just to make sure you don't have um, any underlying questions or um, unanswered questions from that. After the class was launched, I started coaching a couple of families, and honestly, I think coaching is one of my favorite services. What I do is I set, set aside two-hour blocks, typically, and families will bring all of their questions, whether it's questions from their OB appointments, questions about different weird COVID situations that they're navigating or visa situations and how that interferes with pregnancy. Or it could just be general questions they have or gaps in their knowledge about pregnancy, birth, or postpartum. Again, my goal is to be very relational and make sure that you leave that conversation feeling more empowered than you came in. 
And then out of the coaching sessions with a specific couple, I realized the need to really empower dads. So I developed the partner in birth curriculum, which is also a two-hour coaching session devoted to empowering dad, answering all of his specific questions, especially about the birth process and postpartum planning. And then we spend bulk of time talking about comfort measures, what his role can be in birth, because there's a lot that he can do. And I find that a lot of dads want to be a part of the birth experience. They just don't know what that looks like. So empowering them through knowledge and through conversation. I also talk to them about advocacy and learning, helping them get a plan for what advocacy looks like in your cultural situation and just helping them think through that so that they have they're ready to go when a situation arises when they do need to advocate on your behalf. And I also have some, some exciting things coming up for the partner in birth class that I will hopefully be announcing in the next month or so. After that class was launched, um, I realized the need to offer crisis calls. I had especially both couples that I was coaching at the time had diff- COVID-related crisis moments, and both of them called me, and uh, I was able to hop on a call the same day with them and talk through. One was having to make a sudden move kind of back to the States and needed to game plan um, about what their options were when they landed just to help them in the midst of packing i was just doing some legwork for them looking up hospitals and and sending information their way another couple had sudden possible covid exposure and in their country if you had covid exposure you had to be they had to be transferred a whole like an hour or more away to a COVID hospital to have their baby in and then dad couldn't be with them. So just game planning, what does this look like? What are some steps we can take? How can we advocate for ourselves? Um, so crisis calls are a new thing that I'm offering. I will prefer to have them with families that I already have a relationship with so I know the background, but that will be coming up on the website soon. I have always offered breastfeeding support since that's what this all started with and I will continue to offer that. I've also put together a postpartum package that you can um, purchase that will just kind of give you access to me for breastfeeding support and just unlimited nursing, newborn, postpartum questions for the first four weeks postpartum. Attached to that, I'm also extremely passionate about mental health and what especially as it plays into pregnancy birth and postpartum and so I offer mental health screenings and you can order that as a package or if you just want one postpartum that's fine but I think it's always good to have someone checking in and just doing a quick postpartum screen to see how you're doing. And those bundles also include unpacking your birth story because I feel sometimes the most therapeutic thing for parents is to just be able to externally process what they experienced, especially if they perceived it as a traumatic experience, just to help get it outside of their own heads and see what what are the real triggers in their situation. 
my goal is, again, to empower families. So I coach and educate in order to prevent trauma. But if trauma does occur, which happens in the States as well or in your in your passport country, but sometimes it can be exacerbated if things certain things happen outside of your home culture. And so giving services that service those families who might need the extra support is something I'm really passionate about. The last thing that I offer, well, that I'm going to be offering this year, and I'm really excited as I bring this together, is training for actual organizations. I found that women are more likely to reach out within their own organizations, which is great. I understand why that would be. Um, So my goal is to empower existing organizations to better serve their families who are expecting. So that will what that will look like is offering a certificate program for these organizations to certify someone with within all that's already within the organization. Um, I'm looking mostly for childbirth educators, lactation consultants, doulas, people who already have some kind of certification, and then giving them this extra training and what I have created in the coaching and the classes so that way it can all be in-house. I'm really excited about this training so if you have any interest in it or if you think your organization might have any interest in it please reach out to me. Um, My email is info at theglobalbirthcoach.com. I'll be glad to share with you kind of what is coming together and how you can be involved. I did want to offer one disclaimer. I've mentioned my website multiple times, and it will be at the end of this podcast, but I did want to ask for a lot of grace because right now I am a one-woman show, and putting together a website is not my passion zone, nor is it something that I'm naturally talented at. So it may be a little rough around the edges, uh, but... A lot of the main information is there. I'm working really hard to get it updated um, ASAP. But if you have, if you ever have any questions, please feel free to email me and I can make sure you have the most up-to-date information in, in the meantime as I get my website up to where I want it to be. So that is all I have for this section of the podcast. I am really looking forward to sharing my birth story for our February episode with my husband, Marty. He wanted to join just to share from a dad's perspective, which I'm really excited about. And then after that, we have some great birth stories coming up. And the very last section of this podcast today, I just wanted to end with a few stories from around the world shared within the Virtual Village Facebook group of how COVID has impacted their pregnancies abroad. And these are a few of the stories of how expat birth has been impacted by COVID around the world. Our first mom writes in, I didn't realize how much I relied on facial expression for extra understanding. It gave a level of comfort, I think. I'm missing that a bit this time around. But other than that, it's business as usual in our country. Very few COVID precautions. 
Another mom writes in, COVID has made me feel like America is not my safe option anymore. My host country is more relaxed and normal, but I feel stressed that I don't have a good backup if complications arise. When I asked her to explain why it no longer felt like a safe option, her reply was, I just know in my hometown in America that the hospital rules are always changing about whether your spouse can be with you. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't, and sometimes if they come, they aren't allowed to leave or they won't be able to return. But we have three kids already. I can't imagine me and my husband being away from them for several days if I have another C-section. My last baby was a preemie, and we had to spend time in the NICU, which added up to about a week's stay. But I haven't had a C-section in my host country, so I'm nervous about that as well. Our third mama writes in, My birth in September was during a countrywide lockdown in our host country, and we needed paperwork to travel between cities and checkpoints during prenatal visits and after discharge. Since the visa offices have been closed, we don't have a local birth certificate, and without that, we're unable to get a passport or a social security number. We're back in another lockdown, and if we needed to go back to the States for any reason, we couldn't because the only documentation we have for our daughter is her hospital birth certificate. Our last mama writes in, Ours is more of a reverse story. We had excellent care with our first two children in the neighboring country where we go for medical care. I was 20 weeks pregnant with our third when the borders closed. We hoped to renew our resident permits in our country so that we could apply for a medical permit for the neighboring country, but COVID shut everything down. The embassy arranged for one repatriation flight. We hoped the embassy might be able to help us get into the neighboring country. We loved our doctor that delivered our first two and had a ton of anxiety about trying to navigate pregnancy and C-section in the USA. Isn't it weird when things at home feel foreign? Anyway, when the consular calls and says, what do I have to do to get you on a plane? You start packing. At 24 weeks, I had my first appointment with the doctor who delivered our precious caboose. Thankfully, when we returned to the States, everyone recommended the same group of doctors in a neighboring town, and we had a good experience. It felt like we were having our first. We had no idea what to expect. We were delayed in applying for our son's passport because we didn't know that we had to go pick up his birth certificate. Those were all stories from the Virtual Village Facebook group, and I wanted to share them because I felt like they were a very good picture of how why the experience is of expat births from all over the world. And I thought that it would be a good picture to paint for those who are sending people out of just what those experiences can look like and maybe have a better idea of how to support families who are giving birth right now who are either having to come back to the States or staying kind of in lockdown in their own country. And I hope that you'll join us for our next podcast in February as I share our birth story. Until next time, bye guys. You can find me online at theglobalbirthcoach.com. On social media, you can find me on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook at The Global Birth Coach. 
On the Global Birth Coach Facebook page, there is an affiliated closed group called the Virtual Village, and that's where I'm active most often. This group is designed to be a place where expat families can come together to encourage each other and share resources as they navigate pregnancy, birth, and postpartum abroad. Come and join us. We would love to have you there.